and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andreas. And today is June 20th, 2022, and it's a brand new Monday. Andreas, what's happening on this fine Monday? You know, it's been a pretty good weekend, and on this Monday, the reality of going back to work, but overall, it's been good. Uh, busy weekend apparently in the city I decided to stay home just because the Friday Saturday were pretty rainy days so might as well make it as snuggle in and watch a couple of movies type of weekend um, but yeah um, overall good so far how about you Bushan how are you doing I'm doing good um, my this will be my last week in the states I will be going back to Canada at the end of this week so just looking forward to spending time here, enjoying the weather here before I go back to Canada. I'm not going to Ottawa directly. I'm going to go to Toronto and meet a couple of friends as well as my work team who I've never met in person because, you know, my work is work from home. Um, so this will be my first time meeting my teammates. Uh, it should be fun time. It'll be interesting. Um, definitely looking forward to that. But this past week, not too bad. Um, usual, usual. Um, I guess kind of skipping all over the place because I that's what I'm going to be talking about later as well. But, <laughs> um, you know, not much happening this past week. Just busy with life, busy with being down here, just going to different events. Overall, not too bad, but definitely looking forward to being back home. Oh, that sounds lovely. Well, we'll expect you back here in Canada because uh, we've been missing you. Like how dare you abandon us for such a long period of time. True, it's been a long time, but like I said, I am ready to be back home, and I know you'll be come visiting me Ottawa for a Canada Day as well, so it should be fun. Um, although you, I know earlier you said that the protesters are back, so it'll be interesting. I don't know why they're still out there. I seems like they have no other things to do. Hopefully, they don't ruin the Canada Day cele- celebrations and festivities. I hope not. I hope um, now that they know, like well in advance, that that's gonna happen. Um, I hope that there's some measures in place so that people can actually enjoy Canada Day, especially in the capital, you know? Exactly. So hopefully they don't do anything to hamper those. But Andreas, what did you learn this past week? Um, this past week, uh, you know, lately I've been into the law tube, so watching a lot of lawyer videos. Um, we can thank Johnny Depp and Amber Heard for that. <laughs> um <laughs> So I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, so this week I learned about what a permanent injunction is, um, which was interesting having someone tell you, you cannot use these phrases and you cannot talk about this or post about that. Pretty interesting that people can actually in a certain way legally get censored. Uh, this only happens once a ruling uh, from the court has happened and people continue to like, in, in this case it's about defamatory things. Uh, so yeah, so I learned it because uh, a legal analyst was talking about the Cardi B Tasha K thing, and man, <laughs> that's a, that's a, like the phrases that are on that uh, on that injunction are like, I will never expect a lawyer to be saying things like this, uh, but I guess they have to because they need to injunct this. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Interesting to know that uh, people can pursue that once people continue to do defamatory statements uh, after there's a ruling. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Uh, I think 
like you said, we can all thank Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but I think a lot of people have been watching those videos. So uh, I saw a couple. I didn't see the one that you saw, I think, but that's pretty interesting to learn. I know it's pretty interesting, especially like with the states being so like, oh, my first amendment, knowing that there's something that actually can still protect people from not saying lies. Um, how about you, Rishan? What what did you learn this week? So this week, I think I talked about it a while ago, but so like I said, I am going to be going back to Canada in a week and I want to do something pretty cool. So my what I'm doing this actually at the time of recording, I haven't done it yet. It'll be done by the time the episode is out because I'm planning to do it on a Sunday. But so there's 177 different embassies around Washington, D.C., where they have the buildings and the flag. So my goal is to go to as many as I can. So I actually made a map on Google Maps, uh, mapping all of them. There obviously there people have done them, you know, mapped it out in the past, but I didn't find any with all of them, or it was just really bad versions. So I made my own, and I, it seems like some embassies also like move around, you know, whether, maybe because rent gets too expensive or something like that. I don't know, but so I found a very updated one. Um, spent a couple hours making this map. Uh, most of them are along. Um, I believe Massachusetts Avenue um, in like, I guess in downtown DC, most of them are around there, but there's also a lot around the outer areas, but my goal is to hit at least 50, 60% of them. Um, it's going to be a walking tour. So we'll see how that goes, but it was pretty cool learning just about the different embassies and, you know, consular offices. It's pretty interesting just to learn about that because That's not something that you see every day, especially living in, you know, Saskatchewan. We, I don't, there was no embassies. I don't think even like consular offices in Regina or Saskatoon. I know Calgary has a couple of consulates, but definitely nothing in Regina. But Ottawa obviously has a little bit more. Ottawa, I also found it a little bit harder because some of them are, you know, they don't have their own buildings. Some of the countries have their, you know, maybe suites in like buildings or stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, DC, it seems like most of them have their own standing building. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many I can cross off. Oh, yeah. No, that would be pretty interesting. Um, especially, like, I'm pretty sure countries actually put a little bit more effort into um, into their building in Washington that they would do over here in Ottawa. Exactly. And I, I know Ottawa has a lot less than DC as well because some the, for some countries, I don't know which one's Um, exactly, but some countries, they don't have offices in Ottawa and they just refer to the one in D.C. So, you know, some countries, they need to do it for U.S. and Canada. So it'll be interesting to see which are the nicest ones, um, which are not so nice ones. I did also learn that the Nepal embassy did move since the last time I've been here. So I'm excited to see it because last time I came here, the building here looked very similar to the Nepal embassy in Canada and Ottawa, but this time it looks a lot nicer and bigger, so it'll be cool to see. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Also, I just wanted to to see where the Mexican embassy is in Ottawa, and it looks like it's in a building, which it's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the one in DC right now, so it looks pretty neat, so I will get you a photo of it. I'm going to Google it right now. But yeah, well, I would say that's weird because the consulate in Montreal for Mexico, actually, it doesn't have its own building, but it's on the ground level of like a building downtown. And they actually have like, they have like uh, a very colorful structure. Um, 
like a sculpture outside and it's like very Mexican-ish. Uh, so find it kind of weird that the main one in Ottawa, it's not better than the one in Montreal. Yeah, that's a, but I guess Mon Montreal is also a bigger city, so maybe you know it makes more sense to have it there. Um, I wonder if they have an office in Toronto as well. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, they they probably do have they probably have a consulate in Toronto. They would probably have a consulate also in Vancouver, and that's it. I don't think they have one in Calgary. I don't believe so. Um, but yeah, that will be fun. Well, you let me know how the tour goes. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty, so Prashank, uh, what are we talking about this week? So this week, you know, that one thing that we've both been living and doing is just the idea of like the isolation or living alone, doing things alone. I know, you know, a lot of people aren't too fond of doing things alone, but sometimes for whatever reason, you have to do things alone whether it's travel, whether it's living alone, or just anything in life, right? Sometimes you just have to put your big boy pants on and do it yourself. And I think that's what I want to talk about on, on, you know, some of the challenges that come with this, some of the tips that we might have, and just overall how we deal with it and why it's not necessarily a bad thing to do things alone. All right, yes, let's, let's do it. Let's talk about it. So, Andreas, I know for you, you've been living by yourself for some time. You know, you moved out of Mexico a while ago, so... Tell me about what your initial, you know, experience was and how you've overcome that. Man, it's been a roller coaster road uh, being by myself. Um, <clears throat> I think it also we'll get into it later on. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster at first. I want to say probably because I had uh, I met a couple of people. I wouldn't. Some of them are still my friends. Some of them are acquaintances, and some of them are people that I pretend I never encounter with. <laughs> But we had like a circle going on at the very beginning. So that made the transition pretty easy in a way. But then, you know, when life hits you and it's like, okay, now it's time to study and we're not just having fun and going to events and all of that. Uh, there's been moments that, of course, like you feel extremely homesick. Um, <clears throat> that, that, yeah, like there's something about like just missing home and missing what the concept of home and warmth is, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely ups and downs. Uh, but everything, honestly, for me, it's been adapting, um, adapting to my environment and mm, always keeping tight. Um, what, why am I doing this for uh, has always been a good reason. And it took a while. It took years to be okay with it, but um learning how to in a way being okay uh with being by yourself and that's got like for me one of the biggest difference i've learned through the many many years i've lived by myself it's um uh, understanding the difference between being by yourself being alone um compared to be feeling lonely uh i like at first it was like oh but they're like interchangeable but as like time went by, I learned how to differentiate both of them. And I think that's what has pushed me a little bit towards uh, to having a better attitude to being by myself and doing things by myself and growing a little bit more confident. But it took time. It really took time and confidence. Even nowadays, it takes confidence and a lot of like thinking about it. Let's say for me to go to a bar by myself 
I'm like, oh, I really should ask a friend to go with me. Um, I'm that type of person um, that gets very nervous doing things by themselves in that way. Um, so it's been, it, it has taken some time, but honestly, uh, once I do them by myself, I'm just like, yeah, this is hard, but you know, I like it. <laughs> um, but that's, that's it. How are you wishing? How, how's it been? Um, especially now that you've experiencing a couple, like you experienced it throughout university. Uh, but now as a full fledged young adult living away from home, how does that feel now for you? I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten not just used to it, but I think I think I also take pleasure in it sometimes because, yeah, of course, doing things alone can be very, you know, isolating or sad sometimes, even because you want to share your emotions with people and be out there. But I think, like I said, as I've grown older, just having your own, I guess, pace and way of doing things, you you kind of get spoiled. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but... You know, before when, like you said, when we were in university or high school, you had people all around you. You were always doing things. And then once you, you know, for us, us especially moving to a completely new part of Canada and trying to do things on our own, I think at first it was a lot harder because it's like, wait, I'm so used to having even my parents, my brother around, or, you know, maybe my friends want to do this on a weekend. But now I think I really take... I take it with pride almost because I we get I think a lot of people get so wrapped up in doing things and you know FOMO we all have it fear of missing out a lot of people have it and that really hits when you see other people doing things but sometimes it's like when you're doing things by yourself you don't really it sounds selfish but you don't have, really have to care about other people you can just do your own thing whenever you want however you want you don't have to be concerned about other people you don't have to look after others um, you know, you just have to look up for yourself and what you want to do. And I think, especially when it, living by yourself, like I'm so spoiled living by myself right now, the idea of having roommates um, turns me off because it's like, I have the whole place to myself. I have my setup, I have my kitchen. And if someone were to come in there, I'm sure I could be accommodating. You know, I 100% will be accommodating. But just the fact that I know I have the whole place to myself. I don't really have to, you know, if, if I go a couple of days without cleaning it, it won't really bother anyone. If there's a couple of days where I don't feel, you know, too uplifted about anything, I just want to stay in bed. I don't have to explain myself to anyone, you know, like, so those kind of things I really enjoy. Oh, yes. It's such a comfort to, like, just have a place to yourself. And like you said, like, you know yourself and you don't really have to cater to anyone. Um but I guess things change and yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, you just learn how to be content with yourself by when when you're by yourself. Yeah, and I think especially with traveling, I think we've both done a couple solo travels, you know. I think travel at, at first, it does seem a little bit daunting when you're traveling by yourself. But I think if anyone wants to, you know, really find themselves and find their strengths and weaknesses weaknesses. I would say go for a solo trip because you find out so much about yourself and it's a great way just to realize, you know, you're strong, you're independent, you can do so much by yourself. And obviously not everyone can, you know, travel by themselves, whether it's for safety reasons or just circumstances. But I think the way, you know, you can handle adversity by yourself, I think it really helps. Of course, there's a couple places where it's kind of weird going by yourself. Like one of the, ones I think I've brought up before on the um, podcast is 
you know, when I went to Hawaii by myself, there's a couple places where I went and it was literally like couples and families and I felt out of place. But even then, I think I took just pride in the fact that, hey, I, I did this by myself and I had a lot of fun. Like you can, even if you're by yourself, you can have a lot of fun. Oh, yes. I guess traveling by yourself can be very scary. And it also depends, like, the type of person you are. I think for both of us, like, being by ourselves is part of who we are as introverts. Um, I think that's something that naturally comes to us. And so stepping outside, doing something by ourselves when it comes, like, to major things might look a little bit scarier. Um, kind of, like, traveling and all of that. But, you know, like, living by yourself and all of that might come a little bit more natural just because in a certain way we're in our comfort zone. Um But yeah, no, definitely with travel, I guess, like, um, it is fun. You get to discover yourself so much when you're traveling by yourself. Do, some, do so much reflection. You have so much time to actually spend by you, like, time with you. Uh, that, I don't know, I found it such, a like, an experience where I took away so much growth out of it. Um, and... You know, you get to know the like the things that you truly, truly enjoy because there are things you enjoy with friends and things that you enjoy by yourself. Some of them might uh, might be the same, like you know, like a Venn diagram. Some of them might intersect, uh, but others might not. And I think that's something very important to know and get to know about each one of us. Is what do I like to do by myself that is sacred to myself and I just do it for myself with no one else. And that's completely fine. Um, so that's kind of why I like um, doing things by myself from time to time. Uh, and I'm not afraid of it anymore. It's just because, you know, it's kind of like getting back in touch with you. And I think that's where a lot of personal growth comes from. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up personal growth because I know so many people that are so, like, you know, not 100% reliant on somebody, but like 70-80% reliant on whether it's their significant other or family or whatever it is. And, you know, some sometimes you can't escape that. You have to be reliant on someone else. But I feel like a lot of people could really, really benefit if they just did things on their own. And that's not to say, you know, don't share your photos, don't share, you know, your thoughts or emotions with anybody. But sometimes... I see a lot of people just get attached to one or two people and do everything with them. And sometimes I think you just got to take a step back and say, hey, can I do this by myself? And if not, why not? Is something holding me back? Is it a two-person desk or task, right? So like, for example, a super simple example is setting up furniture, right? So if, if you need to set up furniture and you think you can't do it by yourself, Well, ask yourself, is it actually a two-person job? Is it a simple thing that you can do by yourself? If so, try it out. If it doesn't work out, then ask for someone's help. Or even or even just getting caught up in events, I guess. I think that's the biggest other thing is sometimes going to events, yeah, sometimes it seems like, you know, you're a loser or you're a loner, but I don't know. I like I don't really like that thought that people when people think that because sometimes you you got to enjoy your own company, right? And when I think as I've grown up, I've, re I've come to realize I really enjoy my own company. And that's not a slight on anyone else because I do enjoy my time with other people. But at the end of the day, I really like having time to myself just to do whatever I want or do nothing at all. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, um, and that's the thing, you have to be okay with being by yourself. There's going to be moments in life in which you're going to be by yourself, and uh, so you have to be okay with that, right? Um, so on that, I think it's important that everyone learns how to be, um, to be okay with being by yourself, and 
and learning how to kind of how to be okay with that um and like enjoying the little things in life that you like doing for yourself like for example um you know maybe you like your morning walks by yourself that doesn't mean like if you have a significant other they cannot join you on the morning walks uh but from time to time you can create that space of like hey this morning i'm gonna go by myself and that should be okay um or you know going shopping by yourself sometimes you include people in that activity sometimes you just want to go by yourself because the only opinion that you want to hear during that shopping trip is yours or you want to do it because it's going to be therapeutic because you were going through a rough patch i don't know um so there's little things like that that um, you can do with others but at the same time um, you can do by yourself and they have different purposes they have different meanings and both of them are okay with that and it is just, I think it's an, like we've been saying, it's an essential part uh, because if you don't know how to be by yourself, then uh, not to be annoying or like to be judging other people, but sometimes some of those people are become some of those nagging friends that you can be like, sometimes on my own personal experience, I can be like, uh, can you just be by yourself for a couple of times? Like, I don't want to be hanging out with people 24 seven. Can you figure out something by yourself? You know? Exactly. And I was listening to Drake not so long ago, obviously, because his new album just came out. Oh my god, I know. I need to listen to it. <laughs> okay, well, don't worry, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> but my point with that was I was listening to one of his older songs, um, Fair Trade. And one of the lines that really stuck out to me was, I'm, I've been losing friends and finding peace. And I think that stuck out to me because as I've grown older, my circle has become a lot smaller to a point where I feel comfortable, even if I have one or two friends, close friends, you know, like, I think I can count on my one hand, maybe two hands, the number of close friends I have. And I am perfectly okay with that because I know those people, I can rely on them 100% of the time. And, you know, sometimes you, you might have a large group of friends, but the thing is, can you rely on all of them? So, you know, some people might say, yeah, I can rely on every single friend I have on Facebook. Well, for me, you know, like I said, I take solace in the fact that I really enjoy the time with the close friends that I do have, even if it's a small amount. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, uh, you can have many friends, people, you can have many friends, or you can have little amount of friends. And that's okay. As long as, like, for you, I, they are meaningful and they are substantial relationships, I bet. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong. I like, like I think, like you said it with Drake's uh, like lyric. It's just like, yeah, you find so much peace, so much inner peace. I feel like once you learn how to be by yourself, and yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a different type of connection. Um, sometimes I would even say it's like a spiritual connection with your own self that. Sometimes, you know, there there are emotions that you just experience when you are by yourself and you don't experience them when you're with others. And I don't know, there's something about when you're just sitting by yourself, either at a coffee shop or at home, uh, and just start thinking about some of those life decisions you've made, or like you just like are wandering into the universe. Um, it hits different, you know? Uh, it's not the same as like when you're with friends, or when you have people giving your opinion, I think at that point, you can really be, it's like a good moment to be truly reflective and, you know, just, just sit there and wonder. 
And sometimes those are some of the most peaceful times and time goes by so fast. Exactly. And I think I know you said inner peace, but also outer peace, because, you know, the more people in your life, I feel like there's almost more drama bound to happen. And even if you're not directly involved in it, it's easy to get caught up in other people's drama. And sometimes, you know, for your mental health or whatever, you just need to back off and let people handle it themselves. And obviously, you know, sometimes you got to be there for people. But at the end of the day, I think if you learn to be okay by yourself in no matter what situation, right? Whether you're going somewhere or you're seeing someone or you're doing something, if you learn to be by yourself, it, it is very helpful. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I mean, I personally love for the drama, <laughs> but I would... <laughs> Uh, but I would say that's my Gemini side. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, truly, like, and you know, you, that's the way for me, when I was traveling by myself, um, and when I was doing my first solo, no, no, I wouldn't say it was my first solo trip. I've gone to the Rockies many times by myself. So it was very peaceful just to be hiking down the Rockies. Um, um, but no, when I was doing my solo trip uh, in Europe, uh, for some reason or another, I don't know why, the book I decided to pack for that trip was The Art of Not Giving a Single Fuck, <laughs> uh, or something like that. I don't remember the title. It's an orange book. It's amazing. And I don't know, during that trip, first while reading the book, but also with the multiple hours I spent on trains, um, you know, I truly, I think for me, that was a very pivotal and changing, uh, changing time in what I consider myself as an adult and what I will care about and uh, the things I really didn't care about. And that involved kind of like my personal life, it involved my professional life and my career and where I was going to take it. And I think it was pretty pivotal because it allowed me to do some of uh, and make some of the, the decisions that I made further down the road that have really benefited me and have really, uh, in a certain way, set me apart uh, in a certain way. Um, but it kind of like, Kind of like like what you said, like that outer piece. It really it really shows like in a certain way. What are you willing to tolerate? What are you willing to get through? And what are some of those things that you're like, this is no longer gonna happen in my life. Like I don't need this. Um, which is honestly sometimes um, because everyone has an agenda with you, right? Uh, when as so you're contemplating everyone's opinions, but it's truly when you're by yourself and you have those moments with you and you're honest with yourself. That you can be like, you know what, this needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, don't get me wrong. I love hanging out with people. I really do. But after a certain amount of times, or even, you know, like, if it's back to back to back, I just need my own space. And, you know, even being in a relationship, I tell this to my, you know, girlfriend all the time. Sometimes, I even if I'm with her, you know, and I want to spend time with her, some, maybe a couple of minutes, maybe an hour out of the day, I just need to do my own thing, whether that's me watching YouTube videos on my phone or doing things on my laptop. You know, I just like I just need those times where I talk to no one. And I feel that's where I'm different than a lot of people, because even texting like I know a lot of people text or want need an instant, you know, in certain situations, that's perfectly fine. But if you if you're always on your phone, I mean, most of us are. But if you're always replying, you know it almost puts you in a bad position because sometimes, you know, you might be busy with actual things and you don't respond for a couple hours and the person on the other side is expecting a reply right away because you've always done that, right? 
And I feel like, or even like, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I think it still goes hand in hand. It's leaving people on red, which in my opinion, I think that's perfectly fine. Like, I don't get offended if people leave me on red or if, you know, if they don't respond for a couple of days because, you know, people are busy with their lives and that's perfectly fine. Obviously, if it's a reoccurring thing, then it's an issue. But if there's a couple of days where, you know, you go without talking to someone or they leave you on, leave you on red, If, as long as they get back to you in a timely manner, I think that's perfectly okay. But so many people get caught up in just wanting and needing a reply right away. And I think that's the same with like, you know, being with people. Like you can't always expect other people to be there for you. So sometimes when you're there for yourselves and you learn to be there for yourself, that helps your mental health so much more. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of, like, learning how to be okay with yourself, uh, and, you know, I don't know, it's just, it just, like, it takes time, I think that's one of the biggest things, it takes time, and honestly, it depends kind of, like, what your attitude is, is around it, because I've met people that, um, that they're like, oh, yeah, I do not have never been by myself at that age, or, oh, I still, like, I cannot be a Like, I can have, always have to be with friends or always have to be doing something. Um, and it, it really depends on the attitude because I think, yeah, it is, honestly, I think, like, being by yourself, it is a skill. Uh, it doesn't, like, it might come natu more naturally to others than to some of us. Um, but honestly, it is a skill that needs, I think it needs to be learned. And I think it needs to be learned since you, since, like, when you're being, when you're growing up. Uh, Because, you know, it is it is okay. It's not bad. And I think that's also part of the societal pressure that everyone is like, oh, you have to be in a relationship. Like, you have to have a significant other. And then you have to do married. And you have to do things with all the people. And then sometimes, you know, even parents is like, why are you doing things by yourself? Uh, don't you have friends? Where are your friends? So I think it adds a little bit of pressure. Like, and it's all kind of like in a certain way creating a taboo of like being by yourself is a bad thing. which honestly it's not. And I think slowly society has grown a little bit out of that idea, but still there are contexts in which being by yourself, it seemed like, ooh, they're by themselves, blah, blah, blah. And then it just seemed like a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think you hit like another thing that I was going to talk about is the relationship. Like we all know those people that, you know, cannot be by themselves either in regards to relationships. They have to go from, you know, partner to partner or they can be single for more than a second because they get they're so reliant on their ex-partner, whatever it is. And I think that's where it really helps to learn just to be OK with yourself, because for me, I remember, you know, after my relationships in the past, I went At times, I literally didn't want to even, like, look for a relationship because it's like, I'll just let it come to me naturally, right? Like, if you're out there chasing friendships, chasing relationships, I think that's a wrong reason to do those things because if you're out there chasing and you're the only one putting effort into it, it kind of reflects poorly on your mental health because, you know, it's going to be a one-way street no matter what. Yes, oh, all the time. And I think in your own relationship, you should be okay being by yourself at times. Like at first you were a single person and then you became a couple and you, there might be still things that you want to do by yourself. Not everything needs to be done with your couple. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like you said, like I said, and like you said, whether it's a relationship or friendship, as long as you're, you know, you're in a place where you don't have to always depend on other people, I think that's 
amazing. And you know what? Of course, there's always going to be some times where you need to ask for help, you know, whether it's emergency or you just need someone there for you. And that's perfectly okay, too. But at the end of the day, I think it's trying to balance that, you know, your own, I guess, your own individualism versus in a group setting, I guess. Exactly. I think that's the main difference. It's kind of like um, knowing yourself in all of the settings. And But yeah, it's such a nice... Honestly, I love being by myself. There are times that, yes, I will not lie. I'll be like, oh, I wish there was someone here. Or I wish like um, I was doing something with my friends or whatever. Of course, there are times like that. But I've learned how to like honestly be okay with myself. And, you know, uh, before, not right now, because... I'm busy with work and with school. But before be like, you know what? I'm going to take my car and I'm going to drive to Blackstrap. And I'm just going to spend a weekend, like a day down there with Sherlock. And then just be like that. Or, you know, I'm just going to take a random solo trip all the way to Vancouver because I can. <laughs> and then just like, <laughs> you know, like, like if I wasn't comfortable being by myself, I would never, never would have I driven all the way from Saskatoon to Vancouver, there and back. Um, uh, I think I will have never launched myself to like the East and do things because you know, comfortably, if I was not okay being by myself, I could have stayed out in the West. I could have gone to Edmonton instead and you know, just be a five hour away from Saskatoon where all my friends are, uh, where most of my friends are. Um, sorry, Montreal friends, I still love you. Um, But, uh, you know, like little things like that, like looking back, like if you were to tell 12, 13 year old and not even that, like 18, uh, 17 year old Andres be like, hey, would you ever do some of those things? Like they probably answer to you like, hell no, uh, that's never going to happen. We're going to do that with friends or never going to happen. So um, I think you surprise yourself, honestly, of what you're capable of once you are. Uh, once you know how, once you put yourself in that situation of being by yourself, especially like when it comes to traveling, when it comes to talking to strangers, you finally get to know yourself a lot more. Absolutely. And I think the another thing that really, for me, you know, it's a personal thing. Like before I used to try to plan trips with other people, you know, and when you're an adult, sometimes it just doesn't work out for scheduling reason. And then other people just flake out and, you know, not putting blame on them because life happens, you know, different things happen. But I think so trying to plan things around other people's schedule is very, very hard. So like, recently what i try to do is like you know i have my own trips plan and i invite people if they want to come for all of it parts of it they're more than welcome to come but like i think especially when you're planning like especially longer trips and trips that are further away from home it's and especially in larger groups you can make everyone happy right and i think that's the biggest trap pe people fall into it's like you have a large group of friends you want to make everyone happy and yeah sometimes you can compromise as much as you want but people are just going to be unhappy and discontent and it's just going to ruin the mood so i feel like especially for traveling you know even if you have a small group of friends or a couple of friends whatever i think you got to look out for things that you want to do first and try to get those out of the way and then work around your friends or whoever you're traveling with Yes. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it. Like everyone kind of like having a general idea, you know, um, of kind of like what the trip is going to entail, you know, and then 
um going from there but knowing that yeah like you said like you can never satisfy everyone everyone has a different traveling style everybody wants to see different things um but i think as long as people are being respectful it's okay and like putting i think expectations but i think we can like the travel group conversation can take place another time Rishang, because i think we both have experience on that absolutely all right, Bishang. So, what would be as like we wrap up the conversation? Um, what would be like a piece of advice or words or something that you would like to like share, with, like from your experience, from what you've observed from others about being by yourself? I think it's like anything in life. It's just about baby steps. You know, whether you take it slow and do some things by yourself so something simple as going for lunch or dinner even yeah sometimes it doesn't always look good but why does it have to look good right as long as it feels good go for it and so baby steps go for lunch go for dinner maybe do a couple day trip weekend trip and then make it longer and longer and you know just be more dependent on yourself and like i said you don't have to 100 percent be dependent on yourself you always have your friends your family there for you you know but sometimes i feel like if you can get really used to being by yourself and feel comfortable no matter what, I feel like in the long run, it'll serve you a lot better. And that's not to say, you know, completely shut out everyone. Obviously, you still have your friends to look out for, your family, whatever it is. But then I think if you can learn to be independent in some of the smaller ways and then in the larger things, you can, of course, call your friends if you need to, right? Absolutely. Friends are always going to be there. Exactly. So that that would be my biggest thing. Just t if, especially if you're one of those people that are really scared to do anything by yourself, take it slow. Do one thing by yourself, then move on to the next thing and next thing. And if something doesn't seem right, then take it down a notch and then go from there. There you go. Yeah, baby steps are always key. Exactly, Andrea. So, what's your biggest advice for learning to be happy by yourself? No advice. Just kidding. Um, um, I would say in terms of being by yourself, um, just, um, yeah, like, I mean, baby steps are a good way, but another thing is like, um, be okay. Be like, you will have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And I think that's sometimes like the harshest thing to do because we always want to live in a comfort zone. Um, but just be okay with being uncomfortable at times because, um what you're gonna learn and like what's gonna be on the other side of that experience uh either you like it or not you're gonna learn something so be okay to be uncomfortable um uh because you never know what is gonna come out of that so being uncomfortable is not a bad thing absolutely and i think that's what the uncomfortableness at places you know that's where you truly grow because you learn things about yourself if truly you don't like it at all then you know go forward you can manage your expectations do it a little bit differently but then if you feel like hey this is going okay then you can take it a step even further absolutely that's the best way to go about it exactly so andres you know and so like any lasting words before you know we sign off for the episode for this week um in terms of being by yourself not like honestly in terms of like very specific to traveling if there's a trip that you really want to do and um uh, you don't find anyone to go with it maybe take it as a sign that that trip is meant to be for you and for you to do by yourself there's nothing wrong and you don't know uh, 
like the type of people that you might meet or the experience that you might get. But if you really want to do a trip, uh, go ahead and do it. That will be very specific, very, very niche to travel. Like, just go ahead and do it. Exactly. I, I'm fully on board with your advice because sometimes, like we said, you know, it's if you can always try things and if you don't like it, then, you know, then you've already learned from that. Exactly. And I think it applies that I think a good way to wrap it up is that applies to everything in life, right? Like, how do you know you don't like something? There's some things, there are some things that you might know that this is not for me. But most things, how do you know you're not going to like that if you don't try it out once? Can you say all that again? Because it like really cut off really bad. Oh my God. That was such a good moment. Sorry, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like cut off everything. Uh, yeah. So kind of like I think that goes with life about trying things out. Like, I mean, there's a couple of things that maybe, maybe, you know, like this is not for me. This is off limits. Right. But for most things, like how do you know you're not going to like them or you're not into them when you don't try them out? So always try everything at least once. Exactly. And obviously not the negative things, you know, there's lots of things in life that you don't want to try even once, but for the things that will help you learn and grow, definitely try it once. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. Exactly. Wise words to finish out the combo. All right, Roshang. So as we move on to the end of the episode, what are you looking forward for this week? This week, um, so, like I said, definitely looking forward towards the uh, DC Embassy tour. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. The weather supposed to be pretty decent, I think, uh, mid 20s, not too hot, and no rain, I think, as when I checked earlier. So, should be a fun time. And then, but gotta drink lots of water because it is very, very humid. And then, looking forward to, I am going to this other wedding in the week, next weekend. So, looking forward to that. And then flying to Toronto on Sunday. How about you, Andreas? What are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? Well, this upcoming week is a short week for all of us living in Quebec. Um, because on Friday, it is uh, it is the, what they will call a national holiday here. But it is a provincial holiday. <laughs> um, uh, it is Saint-Jean-Baptiste, uh, Saint which is, once again, the national holiday of Quebec. So we'll see what the celebrations are here in Montreal. I remember some of the celebrations up in Quebec City when I when I went there way back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, very French, uh, very European in that way. Um, so I'm excited to see what uh, what it is, um, what celebrations uh, the city of Montreal is gonna throw out for uh, Saint Jean Baptiste. Um, but so I'm excited to see what the weekend. Uh, will look like probably there's gonna be a lot of noise in the street and like as usual in the summer in Montreal and it was year round there's always road closures but I can only expect more road closures from now until the end of the month yay for that exactly we all we all we all need that though <laughs> <laughs> so time to be biking which honestly it's been raining so I haven't been able to do so but this summer it's biking summer Yes, definitely. Have you bought a bike yet or are you still looking for one? I'm still looking for one, but I'm using the Big C's over here in Montreal, which honestly is pretty cheap. $18 for the entire month. Oh, wow. That's actually really nice. I know. And you can use them for 45 minutes. So, you know, what I do is like, 
if I'm gonna go for a longer ride than 45 minutes, I try to plan it so that I'm close to a station and then park it and then take it out again and then keep on riding. Maybe that's a life pro tip. Uh, hopefully they're not <laughs> listening, but yeah, try that out and see how it goes. <laughs> I think everyone does that, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's uh yeah, so I was still be looking for a bike, but I mean these bikes are like they do the job. And uh, so yeah, biking summer. So Love to hear it. Yeah, so for sharing, where can our listeners reach out to us? So like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, you can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. Our handle, as always, as a two average brown bros, it's not going to change. It hasn't changed and it'll never change because <laughs> that's just who we are. Um, but yeah, so reach out to us, talk to us. Um, you know, if you, if you just need advice on how to handle things by yourself or you think we're wrong in saying being alone is bad or good, let us know. We'll be happy to talk about it every day, all day, no matter when or where. Exactly. We don't bite, we promise. Exactly. So Andreas, any last words before we sign off for the week? Um, you know, just keep on enjoying the summer. Um, have fun, whatever you're doing. Don't be afraid to be by yourself. Even if it starts by going and getting a coffee by yourself, that's gonna be fun. Uh, but other than that, uh, we'll catch you up next Monday with a brand new episode of the Two Average Bambros podcast. Bye. See ya.